0: Emergency podcast! Emergency podcast! Last night I was checking Twitter and like many of you, found myself going down the rabbit hole of Allison Roman versus Chrissy Teigen, a.k.a. the greatest Twitter food fight of all time. And that's why I am here on this special edition of Hot Takes on a Plate on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Rob Patrone and on the line with me is food writer extraordinaire and hot take flamethrower Alicia Kennedy and Alicia... Thanks, for, thanks so much for joining me on such short notice. You're somebody I've wanted to have on this podcast for a while now because I feel like if anyone who's listening follows you on Twitter, follows your work, you are a master at the hot take because you are opinionated, you give zero fucks, and <laughs> you back up your takes with actual information. You're not just throwing things out there willy nilly like a skip Bayless does in the sports world. Like you, you, you know, your stuff. And I've actually wanted to have you on because you're someone who I I actually fear a little bit in the sense that if, (laughs) if we went at it, it would, I would either have to pretend I agree with you so as not to get dunked on or, or just get dunked on. So Uh, I'm curious where this will go. Um, We have not talked at all about where we stand on any of this Alison Roman kerfuffle. So anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to uh, talk about this after, you know, going so deep on Twitter last night myself. And I just actually wrote about I mean, before I edited it, maybe like 2,000 words for my newsletter about, about this situation. So I'm ready. I'm ready to, to take this on.
0: So well, before we get into it, first, I have not read your tweets today, and that was intentional. I, I don't want to know anything right now. I want this to be blind. Um, yeah. But you mentioned your newsletter. Where can people access it? How can people sign up?
1: Uh, AliciaKennedy.substack.com is the link to the newsletter. And it's every week is an essay on Monday, and then Fridays I interview someone in the food world about some some what what they do. So,
0: and if you're not familiar with Alicia's writing, one of the great things is that Alicia always finds the I feel like the the angle that is underexplored in whatever topic is going on. So that's the other big reason I wanted to have you on because a lot of the takes that are out there everybody has. I'm sure you have some unique perspective on this. So let's first get into what this whole thing is. If you don't know who Alison Roman is, she is a cookbook author. She is a New York Times contributor. Uh, She is very popular with the millennial set. Um, She's kind of branded herself as uh, the, the food writer who wants you to cook things that are interesting and delicious, but not too fussy and you know, she's really created this really strong brand with social media and all of that. And she did an interview with a gentleman named Dan Fromer for The New Consumer. And in it, he asked her about how she wants to capitalize on her fame and her fan base. And she shares that she sold a TV show, which doesn't surprise me. She she fits TV very well. And She can't film it right now, of course, like so many people, but otherwise she's, quote, sensitive to oversaturation, adding that does the world need another goop, but also conceding in her words that she needs to figure out how to turn this into money straight up, as she says. That's pretty tame, right? Okay, just wait. (laughs) She's then asked, do you think about products or putting your name on a restaurant? Roman mentions limited edition cookware that she has coming out, a collaboration, and then when posited with the idea that there's a fine line between consumption and pollution by the author, she unloads. And her (laughs) first victim was not Chrissy Teigen. She says, quote, I think that's why I really enjoy what I do, because you're making something, but it goes away. Like the idea that when Marie Kondo decided to capitalize on her fame and make stuff that you can buy, that is completely antithetical to everything she's ever taught you. I'm like, damn, bitch, you you fucking just sold out immediately. Someone's like, you should make stuff, and she's like, okay, slap my name on it. I don't give a shit. That's the thing. You don't need a ton of equipment in your kitchen to make great food. For the low, low price, of 1999, please to buy my cutting board. Now, later, inexplicably, that was changed in the text to please buy my cutting board, which was actually the first version I read. Like, no, find the stuff that you love and buy it. Support businesses and makers. It feels greedy unless something just simply didn't exist that I wish existed that would make an inventor, which I'm not. Okay, now let's get into the... Chrissy Teigen stuff she says quote like what Chrissy Teigen has done is so crazy to me she has a successful cookbook and then it was like boom line at target boom now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her That horrifies me, and it's not something that I ever want to do. I don't aspire to do that, but like, who's laughing now? Because she's making a ton of fucking money, end quote. Alicia, I pass the floor to you.
1: (laughs) So what people are lashing onto on Twitter especially is that these are two women of color, two Asian women who have had a lot of success in their lines of work, and Alison Roman, as we know, is, you know, um, a white woman from L.A. who has these really prestigious writing jobs at The New York Times at Bon Appetit. She has two bestselling cookbooks. She's supposed to have a TV show now. So a lot of people are talking about that disparity there. Um, But what is interesting to me about what Alison says is just why she felt compelled or comfortable Being personal about this, um, not necessarily personal, but you know, specific. Like, why did she feel comfortable saying Marie Kondo? Why did she feel comfortable saying Chrissy Teagan? She felt so comfortable that she, you know, posted screenshots from this on her Instagram story saying, you know, I wasn't drunk when I did this, but lol. And it's like, you recognize
0: oh yeah. Oh, you know what? We should. Speaking of, I'm leaving out a big portion of this. I left out. I I gave people the first half of this. So, so Chrissy Teigen responded. (laughs) So Chrissy Teigen, who has a gazillion followers on Twitter, tweeted quote This is a huge bummer and hit me hard. I have made her recipes for years now. Bought the cookbook, supported her on social, and praised her in interviews. I even signed on to be executive, to executive produce the very show she talks about doing in this article. When I read that, I went, What? Why are you (laughs) biting the hand that's feeding you? What are you doing? And I have seen these two engaged tweets, by the way. Like, I've seen that on Twitter. Like, they are friendly. Like, I, ah. so then
1: someone pointed out that Alison Roman also a few weeks ago bad Chrissy Teigen on a podcast so either she didn't know Chrissy Teigen signed on to executive producer show but again it's like why are you being specific like you have a level of fame now Mm. where you can talk about not wanting to you know just put your name on a target line like that doesn't feel comfortable for you without you know saying oh Chrissy Teigen has a content farm and she you know her work horrifies me it's like, what, why? you Like, you don't think you're going to upset people with that? You have a huge platform now. And I think this game she plays where she's like, oh, I'm just a writer in Brooklyn. And like, uh, you know, I don't, I just like to say things. And it's like, even I, as like someone who doesn't have two best-selling cookbooks and, and a TV deal, I'm like, well, I, I have a platform of some, you know, regard. I shouldn't like just spout off at people, you know, who are, of peers. Like I don't like that's not a thing you do. Like I'll talk about Danny Meyer and David Chang all day, but I don't you know <laughs> I'm not on the same level as you know, they're they're millionaires. I'm not a millionaire. Like they have like a So bunch it's okay of to punch up.
0: Them. Well I mean look Alison Roman true. is punching up. She is punching she's, up. Chrissy Teigen so is but anyway, so Chrissy Teigen goes on to defend her brand. It's something she wanted to create for herself. I, I mean, I personally don't think you need to defend anything you do in life, like, unless it's it's got an evil implication. Um, right. You know, she gets joy out of doing it. You know, she, I genuinely, genuinely loved everything about Allison was jealous. She got to have a book with food on the cover instead of a face.
1: Yeah, that's big. That's big for a woman like that. Yeah, no, Allison Roman got to be a cook first, you know, before she got to be a face. And and that's, yeah, that hits hard.
0: But, you know, Chrissy seemed genuinely hurt and upset about it and made that known. Um, and then basically was like, you know, I think we should unfollow each other at this point. Now, here's what I find fascinating. So Allison, meanwhile, it almost felt like if you read her Twitter after the the Twitter backlash, she was doubling down, which was just her right. She can do whatever. But like some of it just felt so like, aloof and childish. I mean, but she had this one tweet here, I'm looking through it right now, just wishing I had someone to hold my hand during baby's first internet backlash with an emoji crying. Like, are you 12? Like, seriously? Like, what, 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 what? And then... You know, she tried to explain herself. You know, I, I want to clarify, I'm not coming for anyone who's successful, especially not women. I was trying to clarify that my business model does not include a product line, which worked very well for some, but I don't see working for me. Fine. But then th- here's the one that I'm like, oh, gosh. So she re- she decides to reach out via Twitter to Chrissy Teigen. Hi, Chrissy Teigen! Exclamation point, which right off the bat, I'm like, that's tone deaf as hell. I sent an email, but also wanted to say here that I'm genuinely sorry because I caused you pain with what I said. That's fine. I shouldn't have used you, your business, or Marie's exclamation point. What the hell is up with the exclamation points? (laughs) You're a professional writer. Yeah. As an example, to show what I wanted for my own career, it was flippant, yes, careless, and I'm so sorry. I feel like that tweet would have been okay without the exclamation points. Like The exclamation points just gave it a different tone.
1: I mean, well, that's a big conversation. Point of conversation is that you know, people use exclamation points to seem less threatening. Um, you know, but in this in this matter, she was supposed to be apologetic, and and it just makes it come off like she'd just been caught in this kerfuffle, and she couldn't. She you know that she, she does, created. You know, yeah, she created. There was no gotcha question. No, you don't. Nobody know.
0: asked her about Chrissy Teigen.
1: <laughs> but there's also there's the the kind of. Uh, I don't, disingenuous talk that she does about the line of cookware because she talks in the piece about <laughs> doing a line but it's just like a limited yes. recreation of vintage spoons so like it, there is such a classist element to this where it's like oh Chrissy Teigen with her line at Target that like anyone can buy but I'm gonna <laughs> right. do like uh recreate vintage spoons that I really like with this with this cookware line that sells like $200 sets of, of utensils so it's like you know why? Why are you why are you comparing yourself to these people? It's just very strange, especially because for me, like for Ni- for Allison Roman, like the comparison points are Ina Garten, or Nigella Lawson, are Martha Stewart. Like the comparison points aren't a Chrissy Teigen. Um, right. It's odd to me that that she she considers that like the the parallel to her her career.
0: Now look, I think. I I have a hard time rendering judgments sometimes on these things because you're basically asking yourself to get in someone else's brain and that is an impossible thing to do. So I can't tell you her motives here, you know, like so defi- you know, just definitively, but what I can tell you is in my opinion, part of this could be a case of flying too close to the sun, right? Like she's built this brand where she's off the cuff and she says what she wants. And sometimes you buy into that a little too much where then you start pushing the envelope and you get closer to the edge and closer to the edge and it's cute and every, and she gets, she doesn't usually get a lot of backlash. Everybody loves her and it's laughter and let me see how much closer I can get and look how cool I am and look how cutting edge. And I'm going to throw this comment out there and and this and that. And this time she flew way too close to the sun because I, I, I get her point Look, if she wants to say like, you know, I don't want to feel like she. I don't think she used the word selling out, but it felt like she was saying selling out like like this is my brand and I don't want to sell out. She talked about, I think, oversaturation. If that was her point, I get that. But you don't need I just don't understand why you need to bring someone else into it. And it wasn't like she was bringing someone else into it who is like this this bad guy for lack of a better word it's like why Chrissy Teigen like why like is are you trying to elevate yourself by bringing her into the I mean she did she elevated herself I I don't know
1: it was a very odd choice and like I said I don't see the the connections between their careers other than that Chrissy Teigen has been a supportive fan of hers Uh, yeah there was a time, I think in 2018, I saw people bringing this out of the depths, but Alison Roman got really upset because Chrissy Teigen was interviewed by The Cut about one of her recipes and didn't credit her by name. Um, so there was like that kind of, mm. but it's been friendly ever since. So it, it it just, it was really odd. And um, it does seem like Alison Roman wants to differentiate herself in some ways from you know that more, I don't know, like broad appeal type food personality, but um, certainly not the time to do it and certainly not the person to do it on when it is uh, the executive producer of your soon-to-be live TV show.
0: Well, and the other thing (laughs) too is it's like, I, I don't really like this idea of like, basically she was calling Chrissy Teigen a sellout And to me, I just that's just not selling out is not a thing that I like in general, this idea of like calling people out for trying to have success, because that's really what it is. Right. Like if you're going to put yourself out there, I mean, I I would think Alison Roman wants to have success. You know, I I don't understand this idea of saying like success, having success is bad, you know, wanting to to, like I just don't get that idea of like bashing someone for this idea of trying to prop themselves up.
1: Right, and it's a, just a very false and weird idea right now. You know what what constitutes selling out? What is the level of selling out? I mean, like we were it was the '90s, and you were talking about like signing to an independent label or like going with a major. Like then, it kind of made sense. Like that was the conversation people were having. But like right now, it doesn't it doesn't make that much sense because we're I don't know we're all competing in such different spheres. You know, there's so much room for people. And there's like, everything is so diffuse that it doesn't really make sense to me to, to start bringing up the idea of selling out when essentially all of us sell something to make a living. Right. (laughs) And, and
0: I think with, with, again, playing armchair psychologist and going back to what you said about the 2018 thing, I think some people in the food world have issues, not with necessarily Chrissy Teigen specifically, but people like Chrissy Teigen in that Chrissy Teigen's not a chef. There are other people like Chrissy Teigen who were celebrities for something else who have gotten into food. Uh, And there are some people who are culinary professionals who are like, well, it's not fair. Like, why does that person get to capitalize on their fame in my sphere? And I understand that to an extent. Yeah. But again, it's like it's fr- it, you, you have you have a friend here that you're bashing, basically somebody who's been in your corner.
1: No, and they're very different audiences, too. I mean, like Chrissy Teigen has some crossover, but for the most part, you know, Alison Roman Spear is like a, you know, solidly middle class media creative type person, usually in, you know, an urban center. Like that's her audience. That's the audience that can go to the corner store and get a shallot. Most of America can't go to, you know, their nearest grocery store or corner store and pick up a shallot and make bucatini, you know? Like, so she has a very specific audience and that specific audience doesn't really overlap with Chrissy Teigen's audience. So again, it's like a very odd choice of target, but, and then again, yeah, it's, uh, maybe she has some resentment that someone who is a model is now um, a go-to on food, but then you should also have a problem with Martha Stewart. it's it, it none of this makes sense because this is how this lifestyle sphere works it's like some people come from a restaurant background some people come from an entertainment background but you know this is this is the game you're all you're all playing um it, it, it was just such an odd odd choice um, and, and again yeah Allison Roman's audience is so specific and maybe she just has some resentment that it will remain that way unless you know she utterly changes approach to things you know um unless she tells people to buy onions and not shallots i don't know (laughs) i mean
0: there there was just a lot of aloofness in general in what was said in that article i mean when we talk about like income for instance you know look i I understand getting caught up in the ladder that we're all trying to climb i have been guilty of it myself where maybe i didn't realize at some point just how much money i may or may not have been making compared to others because i'm looking at the people ahead of me and going well why am i not there but look if you're writing for the new york times like like you may not be a multi-millionaire but you're you, you're making a comfortable six-figure salary i'm going to assume and if you have two best-selling cookbooks i'm gonna assume too that's bringing in more six figures and yeah. you are single or i don't know if she's single i shouldn't say she's single she doesn't have kids she doesn't have that albatross of expense that I have with two children <laughs> that I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on childcare for over the years. Like, and she lives in this very modest apartment. You know, we've all seen pictures and videos of it. It's like, please, like, don't, don't like, it's yeah. pretty aloof for, especially right now when unemployment is, is, like I don't know if you saw the front page of the New York Times today, the graphic, it's alarming how many people right now are just wondering how long-term they're going to make money to be kind of talking about i need to make money straight up and it's like um i think you're doing okay relatively speaking
1: <laughs> no that was extremely tone deaf and that was actually the the way i kind of got uh, became aware of it because a literary critic lauren oiler tweeted some subtweet of it um around the idea of like how how rich do you have to be to when to stop being able to pretend that you're not rich like that sort of like like if you're making more money than pretty much everyone else in your industry and like I'm a food writer like I I can imagine what she's making I know what I make I know what my friends make like she's doing better than most people in this industry and then to to go off and be like you know I mean, it is interesting, like you said, to compare yourself to the people ahead of you. So maybe that's why she keeps bringing up Chrissy Teigen because that's like the the north star for her in terms of like, oh, can I have that sort of life? Like, or but the Brooklyn version of that life, where like I have a, a house in Hudson and I'm, <laughs> my apartment is in a third floor walk up and it has better floors. You know, it's like, is you know, can she, so that might be where the the mindset is. Um, yeah, in, in comparing herself to Chrissy Teigen.
0: I mean, I also wonder on the flip side of this, I mean, look, Chrissy Teigen did nothing wrong here. She was dragged into this. But I also wonder, like, is it worth responding? Like, I don't know. Like, I've had moments in my career where, like, I can think of one in particular where somebody um, out on Long Island started literally copying what I did. Mm-hmm. like, Like, in a way that was so transparent both with certain phrases that were being used on television and certain graphics and I never tweeted about it I never uh said anything publicly about it this is the first time even you know in, in, even mentioning it in a very subtle way because I felt like well if I do that I'm giving it credit and I don't want to give it credit I want to ignore it because nobody is actually paying attention right now And so I don't know if I mean, responding amplifies it, one, and I'm sure she was hurt. I don't discredit what Chrissy Teigen said, but like also it's like, dude, like your life is so good. Like feeling you be hurt by this is almost like, really, you know, like, I don't know. Like, is it is it worth responding? Is it worth amplifying it?
1: I think it is for her because she got the upper hand. She True. she appealed to people's emotions by being hurt. She appealed to people by, you know, saying this is a person I've supported and they have uh, bad mouth me publicly and this is a person I was supporting so much that I was going to executive produce her show so for Chrissy Teigen because this was already this got picked up by like gossip blogs because it involved Chrissy Teigen so it was already out there for everybody and like this was going to be the first a lot of people have ever heard of Alison Roman honestly so the fact that Chrissy kind of got ahead of it and appealed to people's emotions and like appealed to this like very universal feeling of like what it is like it, when someone you believe is your friend is betrays you like this and you know in a very soap opera kind of um kind of thing and so appealing to that i think was great for her because it got people on her side even more so than they would have been already um
0: it was and- very deft pr
1: yeah, and when people start when she said the thing about the executive producer, that's when everyone was really like, whoa. whoa. Like, yeah, whoa. Like this is crazy. This is like this is on another level than I anticipated. So, yeah, it it just kind of raised the soap opera stakes of the whole thing, which were already being bandied about in in the gossip press. So, I think it was a good call on her part to respond. I mean, and also it's her brand to respond. Like she's she, she's not a person who responds on twitter or anything so it, it made a lot of sense from her angle
0: absolutely no that that, that is very true i um uh, i actually just went and checked twitter to see if marie kondo had responded yet and she hasn't so uh marie kondo has will. been quiet i'm sorry
1: sorry i don't think she will i think it's it's yeah you know, let go of what doesn't give you joy is her brand so. <laughs>
0: So I know you you've written about this uh, for your newsletter, which comes out Monday. Uh, this podcast is getting dropped today. It's a Saturday. Uh, any teas as to is there anything in there that we should be looking for, forward to in terms of this story? Any any unique Alicia Kennedy angle?
1: Uh, well, my yeah, my angle is kind of just how the food media has latched on to easier personalities and that we've kind of been suffering a backlash to Mark Bittman and Michael Pollan and Alice Waters where like everyone just wants easy things and people who don't challenge you on sourcing and that sort of thing. And I think Alison Roman has definitely been part of that. Um, And so kind of tying her into this broader conversation on food media and um, and kind of the idea of snobbery.
0: I I have, I have no, Personal stake in Alison Roman. I I don't own any of her cookbooks. I I do follow her on social media. I do think that she is entertaining and engaging when she does her thing. And I I think you know I've never cooked one of her recipes, but I did learn some things about cooking turkey from her this past Thanksgiving. I I cooked my turkey on a on a baking sheet, and it was wonderful. And so I I just I I just think that the big takeaway for me is. You have to be aware. I mean, I mean, look, I'm doing a, a show called Hot Takes on a Plate, right? And so, like, I'm supposed to be giving these these flame throwing hot takes. But part of the reason the show is more of a send up on hot takes is because I know if I were to come just straight up flamethrower on some things, I may never get a job again, uh, one way or the other. Because that's just the world we live in. Everybody wants to give their their hardest, hardcore opinion, and sometimes it could be the dumbest thing you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. Yes. Yeah. Mind your P's
0: and Q's. All right, Alicia, again, uh, where can people find the newsletter?
1: AliciaKennedy.Substack.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this emergency edition of Hot Takes on a Plate here on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure to check them out at BLEAV.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Rob Patron TV. And look, if you like what you heard here, Listen to some previous episodes. Uh, the last one I did was cooking, uh, quarantine cooking stuff with uh, Frankie Salenza of Made. We've also got some great ones on there from Dale Taldi and so many others that I'm just not remembering right off the top of my head. So just go there and check them out. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, subscribe, like, comment, all that jazz. And until next time, I'm Rob Patron. Ciao.